The Good Soup Podcast is brought to you by Pilgrim Roasters. Pilgrim Roasters is a roastery and coffee shop located at 4120 Main Street in Maniunk, Philadelphia. Pilgrim Roasters specializes in coffees brought in from all over the world and roasted right there in-house. You can find any of those coffees online at www.pilgrimroasters.com and apply code GOODSOUP10 at checkout to take 10% off your very first order. Now that is a good soup. Good soup. Soup's not a meal. You were supposed to buy me a meal. I'm not stopping you from eating. Go ahead and eat. Get anything you want. Very good. Very good. You know something? Mm. No soup for you. Yeah, we both have so much in common. We both love soup. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Good Soup Film Podcast. Today, we're talking about another recent release, Top Gun Maverick. We're excited to talk about it. Uh, I'm Phoenix. I'm Maverick. I'm Payback. I'm Bob. Now, Dan, what what does that stand for, Bob? Stands for Bob. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I don't want to say that I told everybody in this room so, uh, but pretty much every time that trailer came on for this movie, uh, I said, that's going to be an amazing movie. Yeah. Uh, I was right. Yeah. Quite literally, my balls were on the line for this yeah, movie. Yeah, no. Because Top Gun, the original, is one of my favorite films of all time, and not because I think it's like a great movie, mm-hmm. just because I, I love the aesthetic it captures, I love Tony Scott. Just makes you feel uh, oiled the, up beefcakes. The aesthetic, yeah. The aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I watched Top Gun for the plot. Yeah. Uh, oiled up beefcakes, mm-hmm. Kelly McGillis, yeah. everything. This movie lacked Kelly McGillis, yeah. but besides lacking in the Kelly McGillis and oiled up beefcake department, I think it might have surpassed the original in pretty much every single uh, category. I, I think it easily did. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, and and like I said, I was, I was like pretty nervous about this movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to think going in because it's different, but the same. A lot of the same crew are back, but yeah. a lot of different plot lines, a lot bigger budget, a lot different vibe, mm-hmm. and it just ended up being a bigger, better, higher stakes version of the first movie. I thought. Yeah. See, you you finally got me to watch the original Top Gun because I just hadn't seen it, and I was like, oh, that was that was fun. Yeah, it's good, you know? Not my favorite thing ever, but like a solid time. So I, I went in and I was like, I think this will probably be better than that. Look, man, I just I went into Maverick. I said, I don't know how good this is going to be. And within like five minutes, I was like, yo, let's fucking go. Yeah, it, yeah, it, same, it, yeah, it, same. it opens more or less the exact same way as the original, just like completely reshot on like modern digital cinema cameras. It looks sick. And they, they play the, the Top Gun theme and, and Danger Zone and you just you're just in it. When Danger Zone hits, I mean, you guys saw me in the theater. Yeah. I lost my damn mind. I was fist pumping. I was singing yeah. in the theater. You were headbanging it, a little bit, too. Yeah, I was. Mm-hmm. I was. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up, this this felt like a summer blockbuster. Yeah. This felt like everyone in the theater caught the vibe. Everyone mm-hmm. was hype in a different mm-hmm. way than, say, like Avengers does it. Or yeah. not just Avengers, sorry, that Marvel does it. When Marvel has been kind of the standard for blockbusters the last few years, this is a different kind of blockbuster. It's the big budget summer behemoth that comes in. It's a fun adventure story with some serious plot lines. 
the vibe was still enthusiastic and energetic, but it's different. People don't scream out in the middle of the movie. There's some clapping. There's some cheering. But that, that's about what we got. Yeah, and I think, like, you know, the comparison with the Marvel stuff is that a lot of people that go to Marvel movies are fans of Marvel and are expecting things to happen. And it's a very, like, expectation, expectations met. I want this. I want to see this thing in this movie, and I saw this thing in this movie, so I'm going to be very excited. Top Gun Maverick feels like a kind of movie that gets people excited in that way. But more so to be like in the movie theater, yes. seeing the movie, you know, yeah. the, the experience of watching the movie rather than like the cameos or appearances or something special that's going to happen to, you know, tickle my serotonin yeah. brain parts, you know? I think even for a sequel too, usually with sequels, you have to see the first movie to get it. And mm. I, I kind of want to ask Allie this because you haven't seen the original no, Top Gun. Was it easy to follow as a sequel? Um, Yeah, I did. Yeah, because... They have the whole, like, Rooster being Goose's son. And obviously, I don't really know who Goose is because I haven't seen... He's a big stud. (laughs) But, like, you watch Maverick, and you know he was Maverick's wingman. You know they had a really strong bond, and you know he cared for Rooster back when Goose was alive and also after Goose died. Like, you get all of that. I feel like I was maybe missing, like, a little bit more nuance to it, but... They did a really good job of, like, explaining that relationship. I feel like that's the most, like, obvious example. Um, I did think that the lady, the love interest, who is there for no reason, I did, I was like, oh, she's probably from the last movie. Nope. And then I found out she wasn't from the last movie. And then I really didn't know why she was in the movie. Yeah. Funnily. They really Um, tried to, like. But aside from that. They really try to like gaslight you into thinking she's a returning character. Yeah, because no, Tom Cruise really is like, did. "Oh, your daughter. She's so old now. Oh, I haven't when seen you in so long." Yeah, you. you're back. Two characters. The the admiral that was like John Hamm's sidekick. He yes. had this like established relationship with Maverick already to the point where like after the movie, I had to go on IMDb and be like, "Was he in the first movie? Well, Am I, I missing something?" No, was he little, wasn't. I think that was a little different because I think they kind of set it up in that opening scene that like him and Maverick had been working in the same program yeah, for a they long did. time. Yeah. I think I yeah. think that was all that connection that I needed. Okay, I mean, uh, I'm not saying I was confused. Yeah. I was just like, "Was he in the first movie?" Because yeah. they seemed to have this like connection, but it was through Iceman. Well, and I mean, it made you know, sense. the first Top Gun was known for its plot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. It brings a lot of lore with it. So, you know, there's a lot for audiences to catch up with. Funnily enough, like, obviously they didn't get Kelly McGinnis back for this, uh, whether that was, you know. Her choice or their choice, we yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't really act. No, much. she hasn't acted in, like, 15 years. Yeah. So I, I oh, wow. thoroughly assume that it was because she's retired. Yeah, but I do still think it's funny that, like, they basically, they do do the gaslighting where they're just like, Jennifer Connelly was there the whole time. Um, I, but, I did believe them. Yeah, but I really like, did. I thought she was from the last movie. Yeah, but like watching the original Top Gun and watching this, like new character, new actor, like same exact problem with the movie where it's just like the romance is just in the middle of everything yeah. and it has like it just does absolutely nothing for the plot. No, so it's just stupid. there. Like yeah. it didn't need to be there. Um, it helps show like the humanity progression of Maverick, I guess, but like not really. Well, I must no. say this is the first movie. It shocked me. This is the first movie where Tom Cruise acknowledges he's getting old. Yeah, he's not immortal. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Tom Cruise, I thought Tom Cruise was really good in this. Yeah. Whereas in the first movie, he's still a kid. He's kind of like the hot shot, the you're dangerous, Mav. Yeah, you're right. I am dangerous. Mm -hmm. There's none of that in this. He has the scene outside when they're playing Great Balls of Fire where he gets emotional 
it's kind of a whole retrospective. Every time he looks at Rooster, he thinks of Goose, and he's doing the talk to me, Goose. Even the first scene when he's in, like, the supersonic jet. Yeah. It's a very different Mav, but the same Mav that we've come. He's more yeah. Pete now, yeah, it's, which it's, they refer to him as Pete quite a few times, yeah, and I don't remember funny. that in the first movie. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, it's interesting to kind of see... I mean, I, I'm going to assume that the new Mission Impossible movies are going to do the same thing because, yeah. like, it kind of seems like uh, Tom Cruise is hitting that, like, Daniel Craig Bond era where, like, it's like, you can't keep doing this forever, man. You've got limits. Like, you can't keep... One day you're going to find out where the line is, you know? Yeah, but and I, I feel like honest, they're matching though, his character with that, though. Honest, I sort of want Tom Cruise to do this forever. For, yeah. for as weird as he is in real life, man, mm-hmm. dude knows what he's doing. Dude, the 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 very the well, I guess not very recent, but the the subgenre of movies where Tom Cruise is just trying to do things to f- get closer and closer to killing himself on camera. Yep, my favorite subgenre. Well, I think it's he so he fun. really wants to go meet uh, what's the scientist Zeno? Zeno. Oh, the Scientologist. He, he, he's yeah. trying to go meet Zeno. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, oh. Chris McQuarrie. Uh, <laughs> I, I brought up the uh, the. <laughs> The recent, Sorry. <laughs> the recent Mission Impossible movies, because uh, I love them as well. Yeah, uh, but Chris McQuarrie directed like Rogue Nation and Fallout and is doing the next two that are coming out together. Uh, he, also pro- he also produced this. And just like th- him and Tom Cruise make awesome action movies yeah, together. Yeah, they do. I mean, Tom knows what makes a good action yeah. movie. It's not mm-hmm. just balls to the wall all the time. There's got to be nuance in it. And I don't think he knew that in the first movie. Because yeah. in the first movie, he's very much a kid. In well, also, real life was, was and he in pro- character. Was he a producer No, the first he was one? not. Okay, he, was yeah. still, he's, he was still new when the first yeah, one Yeah, yeah, he's out. more, he does, he pretty much produces every movie that he's on, mostly because I think, again, he wants to do insane shit, and if he's not a producer, there's no way he gets to do it. He produces a lot alongside our boy, Jerry Bruckheimer. Jerry Bear. is the mm-hmm. only returning producer from the original to work on this film. What a guy. Am I coming around on Jerry Bruckheimer? I like, think Jerry Bear is my favorite good super current character. Yeah, honestly. He, he, I don't know how we he, got here. <laughs> like, I know I know how we got here. Like, I yeah. follow the steps. Can we get don't. him on the pod? Can we Can we get Jerry you know, Bear on the podcast? I mean, I can try, but I, I don't think he's going to respond. Jerry, if you're watching. Yeah, Jerry. We love you. Yeah, please. obviously, one of we our 40 you. followers is Jerry Bruckheimer. G- G-Force is my favorite movie. I agree. I second it's that. It's a perfect film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's my Desert Island movie. <laughs> um, just on the trend of returning characters, actors, workers from both films, Tom Cruise is back as Mav. Mm-hmm. Val Kilmer's back as Iceman. Yeah, and I that, I almost cried during that ha- scene. Had me tearing up in the club a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I teared up in the club there, man. I mean, Because I love Val Kilmer. Even aside from the first Top Gun. like Yeah, Val Batman, Kilmer's yeah. got bangers. Like, he's uh, he's really good Willow. in a lot of movies. Yeah. yeah. True Romance, he's Elvis. <laughs> That's the Elvis <laughs> biopic we were meant to see. Yeah. Um, oh, not a good Elvis. Batman. Not a good Batman. But he was Batman, though. Yeah. He's been an iconic Could have been George Clooney. I'd say Iceman is probably his most famous role for me. And that's so true. He's been in so much I was also a big Tombstone guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in so much. It's the role that your dad knows him from the best, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Honestly, Um, I appreciate Top Gun Maverick and the original Top Gun for just being like really great dad cinema, you know? Oh, yeah. Like your dad, like he's got the new balances on, he's got the jeans, the shirt's tucked in, polo looking fresh, like he... Kids get in the car. We're going to Top Gun. Like, oh, there were the a lot of those. Zone. Oh, oh yeah, it was so great. The it was guy- actually very interesting. Yeah. Like typically nowadays, when you're in like a blockbuster theater, mostly like mostly young, 
younger, younger people. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. there's like a family there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, we've it seen Top Gun twice. Yeah. I saw it a second time with Eric. Yeah, we went twice. It was like we a twice. lot of like 60 year olds yeah. and all that. I love it. It's also like the kind of yeah. like retiree, military, like. Yeah. 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 Also yeah. draws in just a wide crowd because, again, summer blockbuster action movie. Memorial, yeah. It broke the Memorial Day weekend record yeah. uh, for revenue. Just wanted to stay on the who was in this film in the original mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Jim Cash, Jack Epps Jr. are back to write this film. Interesting note, though. They're mm-hmm. only credited with characterization in this film. They wrote the characters. Yeah. They wrote okay. the entire script of the first film. To write the script, and the credited story writer is how they word it, mm-hmm. is Peter Craig, who wrote The Batman, The Town, the upcoming Gladiator 2 movie, and both Hunger Games movies, Wait. as well as Bad Boys for Life Wait. with Jerry Bruckheimer. Gladiator 2? Yeah, it's coming out. Really? Yeah. yeah, you didn't you didn't know about that, dude? I knew there was like a meme where like the initial draft was like some weird shit. I didn't know they're actually making it. No, oh, they, they are. They're it's, making it. It's greenlit. It's confirmed. Jerry Bruckheimer producing again. Oh, Ridley oh Scott. Boy. Yeah. Tony we Scott, R.I.P. Him. His brother Ridley did the first one. He's gonna yeah. do this one too. But I now, digress. They're, they're they're credited as character writers. Does does that mean that they just created the characters and are getting a credit on the script, or does it mean they actually worked on it? Because it might it might just mean that they wrote the. They're the based on characters that they wrote. I would yeah. assume it's that. Yeah. It's it's based on characters that they wrote. And honestly, looking at the characters in the film, like Hangman, mm-hmm. like um, Phoenix, like Payback, that they added in, they are kind of copies of characters from the last movie, whereas yeah. Hangman is Maverick. Like, they're yeah. the same. Like, yeah. Maverick from the first movie is Hangman in this movie, which is used, I think, to show Maverick's progression, where he's still reckless, he's still Maverick, but he's not leaving people out to dry, which was his problem in the first movie and why Iceman didn't like him. Honestly, what a a narcissist wake-up call when you find the guy in the program that's exactly like you and you're just like, "Like, we can't take him on this mission. He's he's, he's out of control. He's out of control. We can't have him do that. That would be right. Who would I be if I said he could go on this mission? That would be so reckless. But I mean, (laughs) shout out Peter Craig because he seems to be the guy like, he got brought on by Matt Reeves for mm-hmm. the Batman late to help kind of bring the story together. And he got brought on this movie, not immediately. It was in the last couple of years to help write the story. So I thought he did a great job. I thought the story was really compelling. We can talk about kind of the end because the whole movie's a basic action movie. And mm-hmm. then you get to mm-hmm. the end, and I was sitting there kind of calling out what was going to happen, spoilers inbound, like mm-hmm. Miles Teller saving or sorry, Rooster saving Maverick, and then Hangman coming in and saving both of them. Mm-hmm. But I was still surprised. Yeah. And I was like pleasantly surprised in the way it unfolded and the way it went. And there's a moment when the guns turn on Maverick where like realistically you could think he could die there. That could be yeah. the end. Well, you yeah. looked over to me and said, yo, Maverick, he's dead. Yeah. He's going to sacrifice himself for Rooster and it's over. Yeah, it's like it a kept very... going. And you were like, oh, shit. It yeah. still got me. They're kind of yeah. gearing you up to be like, yeah. he's going to have to sacrifice himself for these like... They're not like kids, but like kids to him. Yeah. And then Rooster comes in and saves him. Just like Goose would have. And that and that scene where he pushes him over in the snow. Yeah. Really funny. Mm-hmm. Kind of adds some brevity. And then they steal the F-14. Great scene. It's just the just, movie is packaged so well. Yeah. And it's so concise. You know what I, you know what else I think makes it a good action movie is the way they hold tension mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Like, it's not like suspenseful per se it's very engaging though yeah, like, yeah. thoroughly but you're engaging. like ooh, i think maverick is gonna sacrifice himself yeah. but you're still kind of like maybe he can get his way out of it and so yeah. you're like oh it, like like it, you kind it, of yeah. can tell what's gonna happen but you at the same time i feel like there's enough wiggle room in the script and in the characters you're like ooh, you they could like 
pull a fast one over you and like do the opposite of what you're thinking. Yeah, they oftentimes don't, but I feel like there is enough room for that possibility. Yeah, yeah. it, it does. You can kind of watch it and be like, oh, it does really a good sure. job for like an action movie where it has really engaging action, but also very engaging characters mm-hmm. to where you know both play into each other and you mm-hmm. care equally about both. And I think the first movie is all characters. We remember yeah. Iceman. We remember Maverick. We remember Goose. We remember Goose's yeah. wife. We remember <laughs> Kelly McGillis, whose <laughs> name in that movie <laughs> is Charlie, and I always forget that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're left with, you know, yeah. is the characters in that movie. Where this movie excels is I remember the story. The fight seemed higher stakes and planned better because we spent all that time. And shout out John Hamm. Thought he was spectacular in John this. Hamm, yeah. He was just yeah. perfect for the role. Yeah. And um, John Hamm ever? Yeah, like, yeah. not yeah. perfect. Not good for a role. But yeah. it it builds like we know what's going to happen at the end. They're going to have to do it. But even that when Maverick gets grounded and he comes yeah. into the course in the the F eighteen, that, oh, yeah. that was great. That was so yeah. great. Where they're like. There's someone on the course. Yeah, it's and it's shows it's up. great action movie stuff where the ju- you just have characters going, you can't do that, Maverick, and you just sit there and you go, oh man, I bet he's gonna do it. Yeah, and then he does, does do it. it, and it's great. It like it's so simple but so effective. And the just the one liner where Hangman's like, guys got balls, and yeah. I just I, th- those that was the whole first movie, and they brought some of that back. Like Hangman is ripped straight from the first movie. Yeah, I, you look good, Hangman. Feel good and yeah. good. Like that's I'm very good. Yeah. Like that the, whole back and forth. Mm-hmm. Maverick isn't really even involved in it. It's all these new characters. Yeah. Yeah. And talking about some of the new characters, in in my opinion, you know, Miles Teller as Rooster was awesome. Mm-hmm. Couldn't yeah. have been better. I thought Phoenix stole the show. I thought she um, was great, yeah. Monica Barbaro was the yeah. heart. Has, has she been in anything else? I don't know. You know what I is so weird is I feel like they wrote her very well. Phoenix. They did. And she feels very much a part of them. Like, sometimes they're like, oh, you are the only woman here. But it's never kind of, like, taken as, like, an easy plot line or, no. like, I don't know, like, overused or yeah. anything. It's just all the characters are aware that she's the only girl there. You're aware that she's the only girl there. Yeah, but but her- they're not, like, kind of, like... They're not, like, shitting on her. They're not really doing anything. She's obviously, like, earned her spot there. Yeah, but her- then you have Penny, the love interest. And I'm like... How did you write these two women who yeah. couldn't be more different, but not in like a, I have two very different characters. One's really tropey and annoying, yeah. and the other is like a full fleshed out character. And I know one is like just the love interest, but Wait, like. Yeah. Her name was Penny? I think so. Yeah, it was Penny. 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 Bazinga. Penny. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to How do, that. do you write both and go like, no, these are both good? Yeah, like it feels what? like a, a lot of thought was put into Phoenix to be like her character. And like, crap, we like, need him to make out with somebody. Yeah, like they're yeah, very, that, they're very aware. Like I, you, I like that you said that like the, like they're aware that Phoenix is like the only girl in the room, but like mm-hmm. they don't really write her character in a way where she's like, I've got to prove that I can do it just as good as the no, boys. No, because the you know? only time the joke's made is when Hangman goes, any yeah. man. Or, or woman, woman, and she just flips him off. Yeah. Like, she casually flips him off, which well, is the perfect way to play well, that off. Because yeah. she's earned her spot there. They make it very, very yeah. clear that the best people in their program have made it These into people this have already initiative. graduated. She, yeah, already she's made already their... proved herself. She doesn't need to prove herself any more than the other pilots do. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jennifer Connelly is there more or less just as, like... It's kind of like... Just for Tom Cruise. Yeah. Which, I will yeah. say, when she left the door open for him... 
That was pretty. That, that was, was pretty good. good. I think pretty, it was yeah. funny. I, that. I think you guys, like this. Did you guys hear that? That like dad behind us. Oh yeah, he was, he was like, like, "Is that a sign?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Well, yeah, he so, so you would have like, okay." I will yeah. say the worst line in the movie is when he drops down into the backyard and she, the, her, her Jennifer Connelly slash Penny's daughter, <laughs> looks at him and goes, "Don't break her heart again." I did the <laughs> in the theater I'm both sure times. I saw every it. time yeah. she popped up on screen, Jennifer Connelly. I went, "Yeah." Yeah. Can I, can the I just first say this scene though? was fine. If they like when she was playful and the card got declined, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was clearly her no. faking, the card got declined. I but still, even, I still didn't like it. Yeah, it was just kind of like basic fine. flirting. Yeah, I was fine with it. But yeah. then you know the whole boat scene and they get back. And <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Why is that there? I forgot that was there. Yeah. Can yeah. I just? Can I'm I, not used to sailing boats. I'm used, used to, to landing to on them. <laughs> 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 Yeah. I will just say though, speaking of like Tom Cruise and all the young cast, mm-hmm. I'm really glad this wasn't a movie where just like the young cast takes over and Tom Cruise yeah. is just a supporting character. Yeah. yeah. Like I liked that they had Tom Cruise, like Maverick, like be the main character. Yeah, no, no, this lots of like, about Maverick. Because I don't know, but like lots of sequels nowadays to like 80s movies have like the old characters be like a cameo. the supporting mentor, the cameos. Or it like, was fun having like the character that we like yeah. being the yeah. lead. I mean, or they'll like hand it, like be in there for like the first fifteen minutes. Yeah. And you think they're still the main character and then they very clearly like pass the baton. Yeah. And I, they're never in the movie again. I would also probably say pretty confidently that this is I would say easily the best kind of legacy sequel reboot of like a seventies, eighties nostalgia property yeah. to date. I, I I think I'd say that pretty totally agree. Pretty I mean, Blade easily. Runner twenty forty nine oh, has an you, argument, right, you got me but there. You but got also me there. completely different. Like you can't yeah. compare yeah. the yeah. original Blade Runner to Top Gun, I even though two brothers. I wasn't directed Blade them. Runner. I was referring to like Jurassic World or Star yeah. Wars. So yeah. that's what I was about to say. Jurassic World in the trailer. It looks like they're bringing people back for this film. They and, are, and it looks like they're gonna have like a forty five minute cameo, and that's it. Like, it's going to be about Chris Pratt's character. Yeah. And, you know, that's fine. And that's the Disney way of doing things, where it's just the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Oh, I know him. Oh, we, look at that. We really have to do a Book of Henry podcast. Book of Henry is the greatest oh, dude, movie I've ever Sorry, made. I got, you got I me totally thinking about college. About God that. damn it, Janice. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Next time. Yeah, next time. Next oh, double feature. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. They, they do a really good job of it. Top Gun Maverick's its own movie. Yeah. Like I said earlier, and I think Allie can reiterate who hasn't seen the first movie, you don't have to see the no. first movie to no, see I this. No, I don't really feel like I was missing anything. They oh. give you enough of like... It's it's pretty much the character relationships yeah. and like Maverick's yeah. character also, that like, you need to understand, and they do yeah. a really really good idea uh, idea a really good job of establishing that right away. Yeah. Uh, also, it it kind of goes without saying because it's just so obvious, but like the way that they shot this movie is fucking insane. Tell me how, because I was it's, watching it. Like, hey, how did quick, they shoot this movie? Before we before we uh-huh. get to that, yeah, yeah. I just found something interesting. Okay. Okay. Dan. So going back to Jennifer Connelly's Penny. Okay. The character actually was in the first movie. <gasps> she really? was? She wasn't in the movie, oh. but she was the Admiral's daughter that they mention a lot. Oh! That got, that got him sent to that school. Oh! In the, when, goodness gracious, great oh. balls of fire, when they were explaining, I show, we showed you that scene the other night where they're uh-huh. sitting at the table They mentioned, like, the Admiral's daughter yeah, a lot. Like, and they even name drop Penny. Yeah, Goose's oh. wife's, like, all those long nights where Goose came home and Maverick didn't. How about that time with the Admiral's daughter? And he's like, oh, don't get into that. Don't get into that. And then Goose gets up and goes to the piano and starts playing. Somehow I like it even fire. less. I, I like it a little more. 
more. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's, they didn't explain that at yeah, all. No. no. However, I no. found that through digging, but like. Yeah. So okay. she, she actually was sort of a character. If Reddit strikes again. Yeah. yeah. If they had fleshed that just slightly more. Yeah. Then, then that would have played. Mention her yeah, dad's an they admiral. Did. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They did. Yeah. That was huh. it, though. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. I like that. Right. So, sure, that fun, sure is. Fun fact. Yeah. Sure is different. That is a good fact. Yeah. So it's, we're it's, not we're not totally being gaslit. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, no, I mean not totally. I, I literally there was a point character. where I turned to Matt in the theater and yeah, I said, like, "Was she in the last movie?" Because like, yeah, she was in that, right? Because the first scene, I was like hundred percent sure they pulled her in from the last movie, and then the more you like got to see her in the movie, the less sure I became that she was in the last movie, and so I had to ask because I was just like, "Am I supposed to?" Am I expected to know this character or not? But yeah, Matt, yeah. cinematography, how did we achieve it? Because uh, I, I watched this movie, and I don't know when they're in the plane, when they're not in the plane, when the cameras are on the plane. Like, I don't know what's going on. It feels so real, and it, that's the best compliment I can give it. And uh, the reason it feels so real is because it is. Everything is real in this movie. So is Tom Cruise, like, flying the plane? No. So what they do is... Uh, basically they have a two-person plane where they have the pilot in the front, but then they have like a mirrored cockpit in the oh. back. So they have someone actually flying the plane and actually <laughs> doing the maneuvers. And then you have the actor in a separate cockpit that doesn't control anything behind them. So it's like pilot, yeah. actor. Yeah. But you know Tom Cruise is like, let me well, fly the plane. See the the let me fly the plane. Like yeah. when they're climbing, you can see the Gs yeah, so on they Tom Cruise's face. Oh, I mean, for sure. I in everything that I've looked up about this, Tom Cruise's whole thing was like, yeah, I've always wanted to make a Top Gun sequel, but I wanted to do it like, like when the technology real? was ready. And it was. And basically they just put like, I think upwards of nine cameras, like five, six, seven, eight, nine cameras into the cockpit. Holy shit. And they basically what? just like, yeah, they just. Uh, Where? Where do you put them? So basically all on the dash. They basically, I, I'll find a diagram Where they, somewhere. They're not that big, though, right? No, like, they, they basically slim down the models. There, there's things you can do with, like, higher-end cinema cameras where basically you have, like, they'll, they'll do it a lot for, like, motion rigs where they'll have, like, the, the front, the sensor, the, uh, the camera, like, on its own separate plate and then run all the wires and circuitry to a body that's further away. So they can basically take the front of the camera off oh. because the, you, just need, oh. you just need the sensor and the shutter yeah. recording information from that location. Yeah. yeah, so you basically have the part that captures the image and then all of the brains of the camera that like <laughs> interprets all of that information. Basically, you just like run wires from it. So you have like a big box that has all the camera bodies run to smaller plates that have all the lenses and sensors on so it. Damn, like, that's crazy. Huh. Thin? Yeah, so they're thin, but like they're I mean they're still big. They like they worked with like naval engineers like they, they they were they were like how do we fit like six cameras into a cockpit? So they, they really put those cameras on there. They put cameras on the exteriors of these jets. They also, I've seen a couple of clips, they have like a cine plane where they have like an arm with a camera sticking out of like a fighter jet that's flying next yeah, to the other fighter jets. There's the, the scene, the, the craziest shot in this movie, in mm -hmm. my opinion, when they're going in for the final like maneuver and there's they start moving in to like get into the zone yeah. and there's the ice behind them and they're all turning in formation perfectly. Mm -hmm. yeah. That shot yeah. could not have been from the ground because the camera yeah. moves around with them yeah, and it's so clean. So basically anytime you see an actor in a plane or you see a plane itself flying, it's all real. Like the only Dang. stuff that's CGI is like the missile fire, planes exploding, the gunfights, like all of that stuff is fake. But all of like the motion and the movement and everything, all of the planes, the actors' faces, the reactions, all of that is completely 
actors in a plane actually doing the thing, cameras recording. And basically what they did like while they were recording it, since you can't really like have a director giving notes and like, you know, you're flying million dollar planes, they would basically like do a ton of rehearsals, talk about a bunch of stuff. The actors would go up in the planes. They'd re- record on the cameras. They'd hit the record button. <laughs> and then they'd just be up there for like two hours doing all the scenes that they talked about. And, and then, then they'd come back down. And then they'd come back down and they'd watch all the footage. And they'd be like, this is good. This is not good. The lighting was bad for this. Because like you can't really control the lighting up there. So like yeah. if you fly past a cloud and yeah. it's dark, there's nothing you can really do. So they basically just planned everything else, planned everything out ahead of time, sent the actors up and told them and basically just said, you guys know what to do. Do it. And then they, I think they did like two sessions a day like that. So they would fly, come back down, watch all the footage, and then do another flying session and come back down. And they got like a minute or two worth of footage per day doing it that way. But like, I have another question. They were like, the footage was so good that like, yeah, I mean, doing something. I'm sorry. So you said, sorry, back to the cameras. Mm-hmm. You said they have like the, the like little camera plate, mm-hmm. and they run the wires. So it's this like big box. Yeah. Where would the big box go in the plane? Yeah, they would because it's the the back cockpit doesn't need to function like an actual cockpit, so they can hollow it out a little bit. It's a combination of doing that plate technique and also just like modifying bodies to fit into a smaller space. Oh, okay. Yeah, they basically like so you have like I've seen pictures of you like you have them in the cockpit and basically where like your front view would be like with the dome of the cockpit, mm-hmm. like the pilot in front of you. They basically just put like five cameras stacked together, getting different angles on oh. top of each other. So they basically just have, like, a bunch of cameras in front of them. Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty wacky, but everything there's everything's real. There's something to be said about the realism of using practical effects. Yeah. And I, it's, again, a, a lot of the issue I have with modern blockbusters, especially superhero films, is it's shot in an airplane hangar on a green screen, and you yeah. could still make a very successful yeah. I movie. I mean, that's, that's how they shot the original Top Gun. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can still make a really compelling movie like the original Top Gun, doing that or mm-hmm. like some of these other movies but shooting something on a location with a lot of practical effects a dune did this to an extent um yeah which i thought yeah, helped the movie and helped the setting yeah. the fact you can feel how real it is and like when they're actually scared in the cockpit yeah they're probably yeah. actually it's scared like, in the cockpit even just like from an audience perspective just yeah. like you can tell like when something's a big cgi thing yeah or something like Something practical. It feels more real. Yeah. And I mean, when you're watching there, these actors you know? like in these fighter jets and you see like gravity like pulling yeah. Tom Cruise down, it, he, it does see, it to him one where you're like, there's no way they could have faked Or like that. in that like final, like, you know, the final 30 minutes and they're doing yeah. all these like crazy plane maneuvers. You're just like, no, holy you can, shit, how yeah. did they? Yeah. Like, I, I had the same reaction as Miles Teller when that one, like, I guess there were Russians, whatever they were. Yeah. When the yeah. when the Russian plane the did that one thing, they had a golden like, red star. And Miles Teller yeah. was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." Because yeah. you can most, tell someone actually flew that. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought the most like ball tangling scene in the whole movie was mm-hmm. when That's they like the fight. second time you said that. I I, it is it's accurate when they <sighs> get out of the dogfight with mm-hmm. the two, yeah. and he's just like wave, and they wave, and they do the signals, and Miles Teller or Rooster's like, "What does that mean?" He goes, "No idea." And he keeps doing it. He's like, "Never seen that one before." And then they get out of that fight, which is epic. Yeah. Like he flies, he drifts over, and yeah, gets yeah, out yeah, of it. Yeah. And then he's just like, what is that? And there's another plane on their nose yeah. coming straight yes. at them. And you're like, okay, there's no way out of this one. And I knew Hangman was going to yeah, come save yeah. them. But like the suspense. You can still feel it. Yeah, that yeah. builds is still so real where he's like, I'm sorry, Goose. And they're climbing, they're climbing, and it's about the missile lock. Well, and Ugh. 
and 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 he told he tells Rooster to eject, and he can't can't eject, eject. just like Goose. And you didn't see the first movie, but Goose no, but can't can, eject. And he you saw the scene; they show the scene. He hits the glass, yeah, and you can probably tell, breaks his neck. Yeah, you yeah. can. I mean, from what they show you of like flashbacks from the last movie, and just from the way Maverick reacts to Rooster being like, "I can't eject," you can gather like, "Oh, this has happened before." Yeah, and didn't go well. Yeah. My favorite shot in the whole movie still is right before the final battle scene. He's on the deck of the airplane hangar, yeah. or the whatever you call it, yeah. and they say, Maverick, it's time. And it's right after he says, talk to me, Goose, and then the planes come down on the yeah. platform, and it's like over the ocean with a silhouette of yeah. the sun. They kind of do a similar shot in the first movie, but it's just... It just looks It just so looks better. so it's, good. It's just such a good theater experience like, it is it's just like for just it op- again it opens more or less the same way as the first one but like as soon as it starts you're just like i'm fucking in there I'm is here. an embrace debate for this uh-huh. i saw it in both dolby and imax mm. and i can now definitively say that dolby is the better experience yeah. just for the both, sound both yeah. sound and i think the screen yeah. like yeah, imax is a bigger screen but the contrast is so much better on the dolby screen that mm. i just thought it was better all around yeah i'd agree hmm um, IMAX is so big now that we were in one of the theaters that has the dividers, so you go up and it has like the walkway in the middle. Oh yeah, the walkway blocks like the bottom two percent of the mm-hmm. screen. Have we been in one like that? It's um, it's the one in Cherry Hill that I was in. No, I don't think I don't think we've done the IMAX in Cherry it, Hill. It like literally that you know the platform I'm talking yeah, about yeah, the I ledge. Know, if yeah. anyone's watching and is a theater nut like us, like you've been to one. That ledge blocks like two percent of the screen. Wait, I don't know what so ledge you, you're talking about. So like when you walk in the theater right before F. There's okay. like a drop down to where I guess that would be G is. Like a and little the, wall there. The little wall. The little wall that you put your feet on. Oh. That wall blocks like the bottom 2% of the IMAX oh, screen. really? In recline. If yeah. you're sitting upright, it's not a problem. Oh, they probably didn't check that. No. They and if you're reclined as God intended. Everyone reclined. Yeah. Who doesn't as, recline? If why you would go you put the to as Nicole Kidman intended with when you recline. Seats, you know? Do you not recline them? Why would you not? Come on. You have to. And like they recline for a reason. Yeah, I I don't know. It, it just bothered me about the IMAX. Yeah. Also, the sound in Dolby just makes yeah. it. It's a, for this it's particular a good sound film. Movie. Good the sound, sound for this movie it. was just so. You good. need it, and you can notice the difference. It's the just, the just screen, rips you. you can't really notice that much. Yeah. But the sound is so noticeable because the vibration, the way that mm. it draws you in. Oh, you in. know what movie I felt you could really, really like hear the difference from Dolby to IMAX? Mm. Dune. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, because yeah, we we did that. Because I've never I've never really been big on that. If it gets too loud, I plug my ears. It doesn't yeah. matter what <laughs> movie theater I'm in, I will do it. But seeing Dune in Dolby, I was like, this is almost too loud for me. And then we watched yes. it in IMAX, and I was missing it. As our Lord Hans Zimmer intended. Yes. Ah, yeah. If you're not shaking from the sound, then like. Yeah. Also, and this is. That was beautiful singing. Um, who is that? Oh, that, our boy. That was- it was you. Oh, that was me also. I did the oh, first okay. Part. Yeah. He yeah. Did the second. Great. Great. We, yeah. Thank you. We had you know, talked about one, it yeah. going into this movie. I'm doing Messiah. How they would replace the beach volleyball scene, which is probably my favorite scene in any movie. You get Kenny Loggins playing with mm-hmm. the boys. You get oiled up beefcakes. Yeah. The sexual tension between the four of them Honestly, is heightened. And then on top of it, the cherry on top, Tom Cruise goes immediately to Kelly McGillis's house for a date and goes, can I take a shower? And takes a shower. <laughs> Yeah. Which I still, to this day, cannot figure out why that's in the film other than Tony Scott went, this is fucking hilarious. He's going to take a shower as I soon think as my he gets favorite there. part about that, the Kelly McGinnis thing in the first movie, is they like, they let the whole blue light. The, yeah, 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 the sex scene. Away. 
like yeah, that the was beautiful. Dog, yeah, I was really dog missing fight, from this one. Dogfight you know? football in this movie. Yeah, it's great. Thoughts? I love it. Great. I love it. I was a the, fan. I, I want to. I think I, I was a fan. My it, new favorite uh, TikTok trend is uh, the Miles Teller, and it's like, take my breath away. Oh, then you don't have to tell. And me it's like someone TikTok. on the floor, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's. I'd that say was me. As a yeah, whole, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, big shoes to fill in terms of sexual tension oh, in a yeah. movie. The Top Gun just bunch of oiled up beefcakes just tackling each other. Is yeah, off the charts. Yeah, and th- this movie, it has it. It feels like it's both more aware of it and less aware of it. It feels like like Miles Teller and Glenn Powell yeah. when they're in the bar together, yeah. and he goes, "You look good, Hangman." And he just goes, "I am good. I am good." And they just ho- they just good. hold on it, and it's just like no. I think oh. I think the actors. Yeah, it seems the like actors, the actors, actors it, yeah. decided. Yeah, but the script doesn't really yeah. allow for. Meanwhile, like, there's not yeah. a lot of room yeah. there. And then they're also like, and here's Maverick making yeah, out with this pain. other middle yeah. yeah. aged lady. Also, even in that dogfight football uh-huh. scene, in the first one, there's no dialogue. It's yeah. just them oiled up, like high fiving, chest yeah. bumping, well, the first rubbing one, each other. In this one, you got the whole like John Hamm comes up and he's like, What's going on? We have two well, weeks like until this mission. Why are we doing this? Tom Cruise explains that it's team building, yeah. which also explains the f- scene in the first yeah. movie, the well, volleyball the, scene, well, the first one... which makes sense for that movie too, mm-hmm. but they never say that. And that little bit of dialogue and the funniness of like John Hamm at the beginning of that scene when the One Republic song yeah. starts playing, and he's just like looking around like, no one's here, where yeah. is everybody? Yes, and yeah. you know what's about to happen. Like yeah. You know it. But it just, I don't know, it feels like such a good moment in the movie. Yeah. Well, the first one was pretty much there strictly for, like, to show their competitiveness and for the uh, homoeroticism. Yeah. This one felt like it was there to be, like, a nice character team building moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, wait. Something else that I really, really liked about the volleyball scene is that Phoenix is in it. But, like, (laughs) they could have, like, no, they could have been, like, really gross with it yeah they could have they could have yeah. and i i was a little bit like oh don't do it yeah and they never did no they well, did they I, never I, did. she was just part of the crew she was just there and i, I was like i wish they were more gross with my uh yeah, i wish, I wish they were more, more gross with bob yeah, yeah. Him, so the the rever- part, him with the reverse the best part of him that scene is he's in a t-shirt yeah like that tells you everything about the character without telling you anything about the character like it's like You've seen Bob the whole movie. He's introduced eating peanuts or pistachios just like yeah. in the bar chair. Like, he's been here for 20 yeah. minutes. Must be a stealth pilot. No, actually, I'm a weapons expert. And he's got no sense of humor. Yeah. Yes. It, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. The, the whole bar scene is great. The, it is. The that first, might be one of my favorite scenes. First act, third act, I think, are incredible. Yeah. Second act, it just has, it's just got the most, like, yeah, Jennifer you have Connelly. To, yeah. And you have to build up the training. Yeah. No, I, I'm fine with the training. Yeah. I thought the training was, it's really just the Jennifer Connelly. When he drops, when Mav. Because the pacing of the movie. Yeah. yeah. That's, when, the, that's the worst part. Like, it's not, it's not very compelling on its own, but it also just kind of derails, like, the great tension and action. Yes, yes. it does. There in the rest of the movie. Um, It makes the ending cute. And that's yeah. all, but that's the only positive I can say about it. See, but it. I, yeah. I feel like they could have achieved the same things for Maverick's character and, like, the same kind of, like, yay, he survived. With, like, different characters. Yeah. yeah. Also, I just... Or like, just with, like, the characters that already exist. Like, they didn't need her to do all that stuff. He could have just, like, made love to Iceman. 
We didn't talk about that, but they could have just like married each other, and that could have been it. Yeah, they could have. They I really could have. He dies. Spoiler alert! But like cowards, you yeah. could tell that he's really the man that he loves. Yeah, honestly, Can I just say, honestly, I really liked how they used Val Kilmer in this movie. Yeah, yeah same. Val, Val Kilmer was great. Yeah. yeah, he's great. He can't really talk anymore, yeah. but he does well, get a couple you know lines what, of dialogue well, out. That, that was his. Uh, that was AI. Yeah, that was okay. actually him. Yeah. yeah, him talking. Yeah, because I was simulator for his voice. Oh, really? Yeah, because he can't, he can't talk. talk anymore. Not yeah. like not at all. No. Okay. And if the the Val Doc A twenty four, if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's really good, and yeah. it, it kind of explains like the journey he's gone through. And yeah. I don't know if he has too much longer. This might be one of the last movies, if not the last movie he ever appears in. But yeah. it's a very sweet role. It is. Yeah. It's Even a great like knowing sen- very it little like about it's him. A good, off it's a good him book and the yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah. It's just nice. Tom Cruise fought for him to be in the movie. He did, yeah. and like Aww. the scene yeah. is important when he dies because Rooster sees how upset. Maverick gets at yeah. that and kind of realizes that he has humanity. And I think in that moment, and they don't overtly explain it, but he realizes he felt that way about his dad too. And yeah. it wasn't just like a reckless decision that got yeah. his dad killed. It does. This movie just has good characterization yeah. without being mm-hmm. over the top or like, you know, at the end, talking Rooster down goes to up you. to his little workspace and he's got the picture of all the pictures of him and goose, but then the picture of him and rooster in the final scene, he yep. like bangs yeah. on it. That final scene when they get out of the cockpit and the Top Gun theme is playing and they're all cheering and running, that happens in the first movie too. Yeah. And one small thing, and I'm gushing here, I'm, I'm nerding mm-hmm. out, but from oh, the first I, I movie... Could, I couldn't tell. Yeah. You'll tell... I mean, the first movie goes permission to buzz the tower, and mm-hmm. they go, permission denied, and he buzzes the tower yeah. anyway. In this movie, he buzzes the tower again, and uh-huh. John Hamm's like, whoa, what the fuck? But it's not that he wants to buzz the tower, it's he has to circle around the... To, land the plane and it's a small little thing that like you wouldn't i'm waiting the whole movie for buzz the tower and Mm -hmm. it never happens yeah and it happens there and i was like oh my god they did it but it was part of this movie specifically and they didn't they weren't like here's a reference that home i didn't know that was like here's a reference yeah it was just kind of all it's very like it because it's not like look it's top gun it's like we it understands what was good about the original top gun and it's like we have that too and we're doing that too without just being like you like Top Gun, so you'll like this. Yeah. Like it, it understands what made the first one fun. Yeah, yeah, and it still captures some of, and it says at the end, in memory of Tony Scott, yeah. and it still captures that like low angle, punchy, contrast Tony Scott style. Yeah. Yes. But it, it's not in your face about it. It's, yeah. it's not trying to recreate it. It's trying to adapt it. And I think the biggest way this film succeeds is it feels like it's adapted for a modern audience. Mm-hmm. A lot of the jokes in the first movie are not only sexist, but a little insensitive. It's super homoerotic, as we've talked about, but like sometimes not even in a good way, just in like a corny way. It's an 80s movie. It's an 80s movie. This movie captures the same exact vibe mm-hmm. and the same exact fun character moments and playfulness, it, but does it for a modern it audience. It feels very modernized, yeah. but like not in a bad way. No, not in a bad way yeah. at all. Not, Just in like like, a, not in like a gritty reboot, like new generation, you know? Yeah, like it, it's, it, hey, our audience is smarter yeah. now. We want a new audience to come in, mm-hmm. especially John Hamm's character and yeah. the way he delivers stuff. Like I said earlier, brilliant cast. He was yeah. brilliant yeah. as like that wry not even old, just yeah. like straight shooter. Yeah, it gives us the same energy without the same delivery. Yeah, and I, I, I love it. It yeah. takes the essence of Top Gun and yeah. like reimagines it a bit, but keeps it like to its core. Yeah, it knows you know? it knows what makes it work, and it knows how it needs to come into the future. Yeah, yeah. it's just a better movie all around. Like I said, yeah. the stakes are higher. 
the actual fact that they train for a mission for more than 10 minutes. Like in the first movie, it's just like, you guys are graduated. Oh, you got to go do this mission. Yeah. There's no training for it. And it. They just pop off and it's a dog yeah. fight and that's it. And it just does a great job because the entire first two thirds is just like, you are preparing to do this thing. And then the third act is like, you're going to go do this thing. And you're like, oh shit, I don't yeah. know if they're going to do it the also, thing. That's a really good way of like really, really establishing the stakes mm-hmm. because they spend so much time training for this. You're like, ooh. And they fail so many times, and then Mav comes in and does it, and they're like, actually, you're team leader, which you think in the beginning is going to happen the whole time. Yeah. He even says, I'm the team leader, and they're like, no, you're going to teach them. And he's like, I can't teach. Mm-hmm. And he teaches them by doing. Mm-hmm. And it's the most Mav thing ever, especially from the first movie. And it's, I don't know, it just works all the way around. They, it just works. They captured the vibe, and they captured everything I wanted them to as someone who really loves the first movie. Again, I'm not saying it's the greatest movie ever. It's just something I watch that makes me laugh and me have a good time. And this movie surpassed it. I mean, like, Dan and I, I've seen it twice. I'm going to go see it again. I just like it that much. And yeah. I was thinking about this and pontificating on it the other night. Anytime I want to watch a Top Gun movie and I have both on the shelf, I'll probably pull this one. Yeah. I really will. I'll probably, because it builds and it's a better movie. The first movie is about the relationships and it's about Maverick. This movie has Maverick's name in the title, but it's more about the mission and the stakes and the mm-hmm. other people around him. Um, yeah. They did a great job. Really just a great job. Yeah. yeah. I want to go see it again. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Just it's a good, go see it again, yeah. good theater experience. Like, I want to see it specifically again in the yeah. theater. Yeah. It, it feels like that. Mm-hmm. Summer blockbuster. Yeah. It and just I'm does. glad that because uh, this was supposed to come out a few years ago. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad Tom Cruise pushed to keep this like post COVID. Yeah, so just like drop on a streaming service. Hundred yeah. percent. This yeah. is a movie that if you haven't seen it in the theater, go see it in the theater. Yeah. If you've pirated it, cool. You found a good stream. Great for <laughs> you. Go see it in the theater. It's worth it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I give it an A plus. As someone like I said who has loved Top Gun his whole mm-hmm. life, I give it an A plus. I'd give it a. I'd give it I'd give it four, four and a half Mavericks out of five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Da-da-da-da. Too much love drives a man insane. Da-da-da-da. You broke my will. Da-da-da-da. Oh what a thrill. Goodness, great. great balls of fire. Goose you big stud. Jeez. Goose you big stud. Take <laughs> me home or lose me forever. I'm Matt. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. I'm Eric. <laughs> Thanks for watching. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Good soup. Good soup. Good soup. Good soup. Good soup.